all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. Slowly. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Okay. So it's only been two days since I recorded one of these. Uh, it might be three, I don't know. Uh, and uh, yeah, you would think not a lot has gone on. You'd be right. Uh, no, not a lot has gone on. But it turns out I watched a bunch of movies. But first of all, I... Okay, so let's let's get started with uh, today's uh, musical spotlight. This, this band is called Pogo. P-O-G-O, and uh, you can get a bunch of his albums on Bandcamp. It is the ultimate, the pinnacle in copyright infringement. Yeah, uh, it's a bunch of samples from all over the place, right? So the the, the best one is uh, one coming up uh, where they sample uh, Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin, uh, but, uh, you know, they've got samples from... God, I don't know. There's, I think this one's Dick Van Dyke. I don't even know if it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or is it uh, Mary Poppins. Let's just go with bad British accent, right? Because we all know that's what's happening with Dick Van Dyke in the Disney-averse. Um, <clears throat> speaking of that, uh, they, re nah, they did a sequel to Mary Poppins in which uh, Emily Blunt... Uh, is uh, Mary Poppins. God damn, I think I talked about this already. Anyway, I enjoyed it. So, uh, it's called uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, worth a watch. Uh, yes, I absolutely did talk about this now that I remember. Yay for me, having a memory! Woo, woo! Uh, I don't know what episode that is in, but uh, it is an in an episode. Um, oh, <clears throat> so... Before I get started with the new movies I watched, I have to tell you about the old movie from the last episode. Okay, so it's definitely called Jolt. And, um, you know, I think I didn't really sell it right. Uh, you know, it's, it is, uh, you know, on the surface, a very goofy, beat-em-up action movie. But, like... There's so much about it, and, and the reason I keep thinking about it is because there's so much about it about mental illness and dealing with it and coping with it. There, so, um, you know, the whole thing is her with this vest, and it delivers electroshock to her. And there's this great line in the, the movie, the, the movie that, the, the line in the movie that made me really say, okay, this is what we're doing was um, she describes about the vest and about what it does and about how it shocks her. And the person says to her, oh, so you'd rather hurt yourself than hurt other people. Let's just sit with that for a second. Oh. Now, I'm not much of an EDM guy, but I, you know, and that's essentially what Pogo all is, is electronic dance music. But 
I kind of dig these beats. Mmm. Oh, and I should also say, um, I learned about Pogo because of uh, Emma Erdbrink, who is the uh, producer slash editor on podcasts such as uh, uh, The Doughboys, as in High and Mighty. And so I highly recommend those two podcasts. They're a ton of fun. Um, Emma is a super, super stoner, but again, one of the most organized stoners and hardworking stoners you will ever meet in your life. And I don't know why I said again, I guess I've said it before or something, maybe when talking about Doug Benson, but yes, uh, just because you're a stoner doesn't mean you don't have your shit together. And she definitely does. And uh, she had did this podcast. She did an episode of a podcast called My First Band. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to rip on that guy's podcast, but um, let's just say he is not the best interviewer in the world. Hey, you know what? Neither am I. So there. Okay, so... That's Pogo. Let's talk about movies. Um, so, I, I, you know, this has been a great run of movies for me. I I was stunned. Um, so I watched the latest Bill and Ted movie. Oh, by the way, I can do this whole review of movies, I think, pretty much spoiler free, right? Like, yes, I, I am going to cover things that the marketing campaign for these films uh, has done, but, you know, uh, I, I think that's almost unavoidable, which is sad, right? That kind of sucks that we can't just go into a movie completely blind anymore. So, um, just, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but, like, movies that I got to go into completely blind, um, was the Matrix, uh, and I had a coworker who said to me, "I am going to do you a favor and tell you absolutely nothing about this movie, and don't don't let anybody tell you anything about this movie. Just go in and watch it." And I was like, "Okay," uh, and he was right. He was 100% right. He's a weirdo. He's a wackadoodle. He loves professional wrestling, but this he was right about. Um, and, oh my god, I think I wound up, oh no, that's a different, that's a different wackadoodle, right, yes. And then, <laughs> I'm getting my wackadoodles all wackadoodled up. Um, so, uh, yeah, oh, oh, and the other one that I got to go in blind on was Big Trouble in Little China. And Big Trouble in Little China is going to come up later because we're going to talk about how the marketing department totally fucked them on that movie. Um, Big Trouble in Little China, it, if you have not seen it, you should. It almost defies description. It's sort of like, what if John Wayne rode his horse into a movie and then... Um, was the butt of every joke, right? 
So, you know, obviously John Wayne was never the butt, I mean, John Wayne was never in a comedy, but he was certainly never going to be the butt of any joke. He was always the hero. He was always the big American who's going to save all the minorities from all of their problems, you know. Uh, and so imagine that that is that, right? Like, except he is now the fish out of water. And, and this is where the marketing department really screwed over Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, sure, they screwed him over. Well, the studio screwed him over because, well, and they didn't know. They didn't know because they, the, the, you go and look at the other big movies of the same year that this came out, but like Aliens and like all of these other giant movies came out and just crushed Big Trouble in Little China. And especially during a time when, you know, going to the movies was a bit more of an event. It was a bit more of an expense. Um, you know, it wasn't treated as casually as it was before the pandemic and just got buried under all of these like monster, monster movies. I think it was 1984 was it when it came out. Um, so, and, you know, don't take my word on it. Google it. It's fine. Um, but, um, but the movie poster of this movie was, you know, Kurt Russell with a machine gun and like Kim Cattrall like hanging on him and you know, a couple of minorities in the background and it's like, big trouble in little China. And it's like, yeah, everybody who saw that was like, okay, great. It's another white guy who's gonna come in on his horse and save a bunch of minorities and, and yay for him. Cause we couldn't have done it without you, you know, but that's, I, you know, they, ah, uh, this makes me so angry cause it's such a great movie because it isn't that. It's, it's such a great movie because it is Kurt Russell and there are, I don't know, three or four like big, big fight scenes in this movie. And Kurt Russell's character is incapacitated for all of them. He doesn't get to save anybody. He doesn't get to save shit. Except for one moment at the very, very end of the movie. And it's, you know, I'll give him that. Um, but... But anyway, so so the movie is is uh, it, it got it got uh, it got mismarketed, as did uh, one of our other movies. Well, let's just get into it. We don't have to do these in order. What the fuck? Why not? Um, Tenet. Now, <laughs> Tenet is really it, from the jump. It it is a a a, a bitch of a movie because. 99% of the people who say the name of the movie call it Tenant. T-E-N-A-N-T. Tenant. As if there is a border in your house. Oh, it's a tenant who lives in my garage. Um, and that's not it. No. So, you know, you try to Google this shit and you're like, oh, where can I stream Tenant? And you'll find other movies. You're like, that's not it. That doesn't, I read that description. I, that one. That one's a comedy. I don't, I don't know what that is. And then, so it's, yes, T-E-N-E-T, tenant meaning like a principle that we stand by. One of the tenants of our organization is, suck my dick. <laughs> I'm sure I could have come up with something better, a better tenant than that. But then 
the marketing department, this is a Chris Columbus movie. And, oh gosh, I hate him so much for discovering America and being so mean to everybody. Anyway, Chris Columbus um, did all the Batman movies, but he also did Interstellar. Uh, Interstellar? Yes, Interstellar. And, oh no, no, uh, maybe not Interstellar, but, but, but Inception. Inception is what I mean. And so many people saw Inception and was like, Oh, wow, you never know what's real and what's fake. And are we in a dream? And in the dream, we're supposed to believe it's reality. But then we find out it's a dream. And you're just like, oh, dear God. And honestly, I fucking hated Inception. I found it boring. I found the gratuitous use of slow-mo. And the, the whole last half hour of that movie, I'm just like, what are we doing? What is this? Uh, and... Um, they sold Tenet as that. They sold Tenet as, oh man, you're gonna punch yourself in the dick because you won't believe how crazy a mind fuck this is. No, it's not. It's not a mind fuck. It is a heist movie that involves time travel. End of story, right? And honestly, if I, that's not a spoiler. That's a helper. I am helping you enjoy this movie better because going in thinking it's a mind fuck and going in and honestly, this movie fucks itself because they're at the 30 minute mark. It's like, well, this movie is this thing. And then you realize after another 30 minutes, like, no, 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 that's, that's not what that is. Your explanation of your own premise is bad, right? Like you explained your own movie bad. What it is, is it's this other thing. And it's, it's basically their explanation of how their time travel works. Doesn't, isn't what the rest of the movie, how the time travel works in the rest of the movie. It's almost like they shot the first 30 minutes and then they were like, ah, yeah, no, we're gonna need to nail this down a little better. Eh, that's okay, that's okay. We don't we don't need to reshoot the first 30 minutes. We'll just, you know. Anyway, if you wanna watch Tenet, it is, um, it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, God knows when this podcast episode's coming out. Hope it'll still be there. Um, oh, another, another great piece of advice for Tenet. Turn on closed captioning. Good Lord, the amount of thick accents and mumbling in this movie is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, so turn them on. Hey, I tell you what, turn them on because they use a funky ass font for their closed captioning. It's kind of like futuristic and edgy and cool. Yeah, you'll appreciate it just for their font choice. So um, it's fun for that. And honestly, I really like this movie. Um, I think uh, it could be fun to watch again because, you know, a lot of that stuff with time travel, you know, they they do stuff and you're like, I don't understand that. And then you see it come back because obviously it's all in it's like a crazy time loop and you're like, oh, there it is again. So there you go. Um, so it, it does actually hold up to a second viewing, except, <laughs> of course, it violates some of its own time rules. 
So you kind of have to just be like, all right, you know, time travel's hard. It's hard to write a time travel movie. It's, you know, you don't, you don't have to get it all right. I get it. Oh, and poor Michael Caine. Um, yeah, Michael Caine is in this movie very briefly. Of course, it's Inception. He was in that. Gotta be in this. Gotta have your crew. Gotta have your bros. Uh, and, um, he, he, I don't, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure what was going on with Michael Caine, if he was eating during the scene, or his dentures are slipping, or they're new and he wasn't used to them, or both. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that closed captioning, even for the Michael Caine parts, uh, very important, very necessary. Okay, so that's Tenet. Tenet? Ugh, I'm sorry for the sibilance, my friends, uh, who especially have uh, 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 pods in their ears, in their ear pods. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, so another movie that I saw uh, was Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music, the new Bill and Ted movie. Oh my gosh, I, are, I talked over the Christopher Robbins song. Shoot, we're already at track six. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe I'll sneak it back in there in some other place. But, um, so Bill and Ted face the music. Christopher Robin, what exactly is doing nothing? Well, I'm told it means going along, listening to all the things you can't hear, yeah, that's another nice thing about this Pogo album. Uh, it's it's very it's very mellow. It's very soothing. So if you want like just a nice, cool, easy thing, put on some Pogo. Why not? Um, okay. So Bill and Ted face the music. Um, so. It, it is, I really enjoyed it. It is not nearly as funny as the first uh, Bill and Ted movie, but it's it's still good, right? Still enjoyable. Um, and it really sort of, uh, how do I put this? Um, explains what they were supposed to do in the first movie, right? Because in the first movie, they're like, oh, Bill, Ted, you're gonna write the world's greatest song that's gonna unite everybody together forever in all of time. And it's just like, uh, these two idiots? Nah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think these morons are writing anything great. Um, but, uh, it's and it and it focuses a lot on Bill's daughter and Ted's daughter, uh, who are very attractive uh, and very. It's very interesting because you look at their resumes and clearly one is significantly more successful than the other, just like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, who are both back for this movie. Uh, yeah, Alex Winter. Alex Winter looks good. 
looks looks like a slightly older uh, uh, Bill S. Preston, I think. Uh, and uh, you know, we all know what Keanu Reeves looks like. Um, so there's that. Uh, and and uh, I, you know, I, I look, they 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 look good. They act exactly like Bill and Ted. You know, there's it, 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 they don't miss a step with them. And so uh, that is streaming now on Hulu, uh, which boy, golly, I, I, I really like a good Hulu subscription. It's, it's impressive how much stuff is on there that I wanted to watch. Um, anyway, so there's Bill and Ted face the music. All right, so finally, I've got uh, this. Okay, so um, I love this podcast, How Did This Get Made, where they review bad movies. And there was a line in one of the movies that they did, uh, and I cannot remember which movie, I don't remember why they said it, but it was something about how a guy in the movie wanted anal sex and he referred to it as a dirt pipe milkshake. And and it's a <laughs> dirt pipe milkshake has just stuck with me. Uh, and uh, I, I, I can't I can't shake it. Uh, and so there's this other movie on Netflix um, called uh, uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. See, I, I it was I had dirt pipe milkshake stuck in my head so much I couldn't find the words for gunpowder milkshake. It's okay. Um, you know, it's it does very much seem like somebody was like, "Hey, let's do a Lady John Wick movie." But I will say there are parts of the movie that they do things I've never seen people do before. Uh, there's a fight in a bowling alley where bowling balls become weapons. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's not great, but, you know, if you can just get to the fight scenes, uh, I, I will say it's good. Uh, and, um, oh, yes, and finally, uh, I really, really loved the Masters of the Universe reboot on Netflix. Uh, done by Kevin Smith and his crew, really, really good. Uh, and and I've only seen the first five. There's ten episodes in this season, but it's animation, and animation takes a long time. So the first five are out, and boy, I understand it. Uh, you know when the animation fans are mad because there is not a lot of He-Man in this show. Uh, real big show, but uh, I like it just the same. Oh, and my anxiety, see now, I, I, I jumped the gun. I shouldn't have recorded this. I'm recording this on, on Tuesday, uh, August 3rd? Yes, August 3rd. Um, and I probably should have waited, right? Because I have got my first hypnosis therapy appointment tomorrow to deal with my anxiety. But, you know, I, I should have waited until after that, and then I could have talked about that and all the stuff that entails. But... I already <laughs> have been contacted by so many people wanting my business. 
And it's funny because like, I, I didn't really know. I kind of wanted to try hypnosis to see, cause you know, you hear people all the time of like, oh, stop drinking, stop smoking, try hypnosis, all this stuff. And I wanted to really try it. So um, I, I just Googled like, Jimmy, you know, who are the hypnotists in my area? And um, it, there's this service called Bark. Do not use them. They are terrible uh, because here's what happens. They say like, okay, here's a form. Pick all the therapists you're interested in hearing from. Um, give us, you know, the criteria, whatever. And then give us your email and give us your phone number. And when you give them your phone number, it says to it says to you, they will not contact you until they give you a quote for their services. Now, the way I interpreted it, that to mean like they won't contact you until you agree that you would like to hear from them. No, 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 no. That's not what bark means. What bark means is from the split second that their quote hits your email inbox, your phone will ring with a with a hippy dippy salesperson trying to sell you on their services. And I'm just like, so now, so I, you know, I click send, and then my phone, like a minute later, starts blowing up with all these weirdos from all across the country that are like, "Hi, this is." Uh, Marjorie from uh, Life Changes Therapy is beautiful in your inner chakra of love.com. Anyway, we got your bark notice. We just like you know and hear about your needs and your wants, you know, and, and then uh, we can talk about other things, okay? All right, namaste. And you're like, motherfucker, I, I, I just, I just clicked. I, I mean, I haven't even read anything yet. What are you doing? And I'm getting texts and all this stuff. Terrible. Um, but, uh, the one goofy, silly thing that happened because of it was because this guy, uh, uh, called me and it had been like a week. He wasn't like right in the door. He, he waited a week, uh, or I think he was one of the first and then decided to follow up. Who knew that all these like weird hypno uh, uh, people are actually organized business folks as well. But anyway, so he, he calls me and I don't recognize the phone number, but it's a local phone number. It's a 510 number. And I'm like, all right, well, it's somebody local. It must be important. So I click it and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, ah, as soon as he's... Soon as, as soon as he started talking, I knew I was, I knew what it was and I knew I was screwed. But he's, he starts talking and he says things like, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of an empath and no, not a bit. I am an empath and, and I, and I read people's emotions and, and I can do it over Zoom too. And, and I really know I can see what people want and people need. And I'm just like, okay. And then he starts telling me, you know, I, I wrote this book about the 92 ways to lower stress in the daily work life. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, anybody can write a book. Anybody can self-publish a book. Doesn't mean anything. And then he says, oh, you know, I've, I've been doing this quite a while. You know, I've been at it for five years. Five years? I've had jobs longer than five years. What are you talking about five years? Five years ain't shit. So, so I'm just like, but... 
The good news is about getting older is you get better about saying no, especially when you've been in a position where you've had to hire people and people come in and they're all hot and they're like, yeah, man, I'm awesome. I can do all the things. What do you need? When do I start? And then you just stare at them and you can be like, well, we just started this process and we've got a lot of people to see. So I'll let you know when we've made a decision. Thank you. Which is a very nice way of saying, eh, don't call me, I'll call you. So yeah, uh, so I gave him one of those and, and then he was like, oh, okay, okay, well, great. Okay, well, I, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, ha, ha. Don't hold your breath, buddy. There you go. There's some there's some uh, copyright infringement for you right there. Anyway. Well, who knows when I'll get to do this again. Uh, the girl and the wife are coming back on Friday. A mere... Uh, three days from now. Oh, that math is hard. Uh, three days from now. Um, so hopefully, uh, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do this again, but, uh, who knows how long. So from me, from the music of Bright Brown and Pogo, let's do this one more time. Till then.